Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, Millionaire Mindcast fam? Welcome into today's show. Hope you guys are having a great start to Q2. You got the goals clear, you got the plan ready, and you are in the trenches building, getting after it, because at the end of the day, what is not earned can't be expected to get given. And I don't know about you guys, but I am getting very, very intentional about what it looks like to take advantage of some of the opportunities that I know are going to be out there over the course of the next couple years at least. We're in an interest rate rising market. We are in a high inflationary market. We're seeing many of the market dynamics shift and trend in a way that could potentially, whether this happens or not, be leading towards a recession, but ultimately seeing what we're seeing out there right now, there's going to be some opportunity for individuals who are being very diligent and disciplined in times like right now where you get your house in order, you're going to be one of those individuals that in hindsight, in a decade from now, looks back and points to this season that I believe is right in front of us that we're coming into. And you're going to be grateful that you were ready to capitalize on what is going to be out there in the marketplace. And whether that is businesses to buy at pennies on the dollar, whether that is real estate and opportunistic purchases on your assets, whether that's getting into syndications and investment opportunities, whether that's stocks, bonds, whatever it may be, whatever your appetite is for in terms of opportunity, you know that on this podcast, I'm always playing the long-term game. At the end of the day, real wealth is created in the crock pot, not in the microwave. But at the end of the day, there's also seasons along this long marathon of wealth building that you can have little sprints that really give you jolts in your wealth building, in your net worth, in bringing assets onto your balance sheet, in right creating more cash flow and upside for yourself. And these are going to be, in my perspective, some years that give you some juice to whatever wealth building plan you're out there executing on. And one of the questions that I often get from you guys is, how do you determine, how do you decide what types of opportunities you invest in? Let me preface this first and foremost. When you are what I like to call the horse, right? I'm the horse that's in the race and I'm the one who is actively building my wealth in my businesses, in my real estate investment portfolio right now. I'm the horse that I'm betting on every day running around the track. And oftentimes I'm the horse that other people are trying to jockey up on and have the ability to take advantage of the hard work and the effort and the energy that I'm putting in, right? And they get to passively benefit from some of those things. So I'm okay with being the horse right now. And depending on whether you're the horse or you're the jockey and you're looking for the horses, I think it's important to understand what your investment or what your 
opportunity, what I call opportunity decision matrix looks like. So that way you have an idea of if and when it's time to pull the trigger and follow the disciplines that you've put time into getting clarity around in your investing and opportunity plan. And so right now, right, I am one of those individuals that I'm running around the track and I've got lots of jockeys that are either, right, shackled up and participating in that race with me or are betting on me to finish the race the way I said I was going to in terms of whether that's syndication investments or investing in businesses or things that I'm giving people opportunities to do. I don't spend a ton of my time and money outside of my stock portfolio, which Mr. Breedwell, my co-host on Wealth Building Wednesdays, manages and runs a lot of that for me, right? He's the horse that I am betting on in his racetrack that he runs on a daily basis that I get to jockey up on, that I get to bet on and passively reap those rewards and benefits that I actually give money to outside of my own business. I'm a big believer in, right? You got to build, 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 and you get to a place where you stabilize. And now you start to look at diversification, building a moat around your wealth. But for me, my core tree trunk of wealth building of increasing my net worth, of increasing my passive income, increasing the value in terms of the assets that I own, whether that's businesses or real estate, is, right, my core tree trunk is real estate investments. And therefore, I don't put a ton of capital outside of my core tree trunk. But at the same time, I've still got investments in crypto. I've still got investments in other syndications. I've still got investments in other businesses. I've still got investments in the stock market, putting money into my long-term retirement accounts like life insurance and Roths, right? But my core focus has always been on growing and expanding and stabilizing the foundation and expansion of my core tree trunk, which is real estate. So I get a ton of people that consistently bring me opportunities all the time of, hey, would you like to invest in this? Hey, would you like to throw some of your disposable income over at this opportunity or at this startup business or at this pre-IPO? And don't get me wrong, I do that. But I would say for every 50 deals that I look at or 50 opportunities that get put in front of me, maybe one passes the test. And what I've done over time is created what I call my buy box criteria or what I like to use as a opportunity decision matrix to help me remove emotion from a lot of these cool, sexy, oh my gosh, you know, I've got FOMO and don't want to miss out on this opportunity type discussions that consistently come across my plate. And I figured I would share that a little bit with you guys, knowing that many of you are one actively and consistently pursuing investment opportunities. You're looking at deal flow. You're looking at business ops. You're looking at ways to continue to expand and grow your wealth. And knowing what kind of criteria or a framework you can use, this is something that I wanted to share with you. You can fill in the gaps, but this is the overall framework that I use to help me determine whether or not it's actually something that I want to pursue, whether that is giving time, whether that is giving money, whether that is giving my energy or resources or skills to ultimately something that I'm going to give that could potentially take away from the other commitments that I have or could potentially be a risk 
and there could be downside to it. Or maybe there's, right, the upside, of course, that we're always looking to capture. But the blue sky is always very easy to get sold on and wrapped up in, which is emotion. Whereas, right, the dirt and the plan and the execution of these things becomes very critical in terms of identifying what investment disciplines do you want to create? What moats do you want to build around your money, your wealth, your time, your energy that will help you narrow down a very data-driven, very logical, and very disciplined approach to allocating energy and resources to and There are really five things that I look at in terms of my opportunity decision matrix. Number one is always the numbers. Does the deal, does the business, does the real estate asset, do the numbers actually make sense? Does the financial model seem realistic? Is it hitting the returns that you're looking to hit when it comes to giving your time or your money to, right? Also looking at the market timing of this investment? What does the business plan behind this actually look like? Because understanding how all of the financials tie together and making sure that those check the boxes, number one is generally going to be something that I look at first as a top tier domino. Because at the end of the day, right, if it's not financially worth your time or worth the risk, then it's not going to move on to the next stage, which number two for me is the space. Are you an accredited investor looking for more passive income investment opportunities? If so, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. This will get you on my accredited investor list. And anytime we have a new exclusive syndication opportunity that you can invest in, you will be the first to know. That's DEALS to 844-447-1555. The market opportunities and the market challenges. Is this an opportunity that is a complete red ocean and there's all kinds of people that are already in this space and it's completely oversaturated or competitive? Maybe the deal and the financials and the numbers make sense and it made it to this next step, but understanding what kind of market opportunities or challenges are specifically tied to this asset class or this particular vehicle that you're thinking about investing time, energy, or resources into is important to go and take that full assessment and determine what is your risk tolerance, right? Looking at these things and saying, if this were, you know, to get put out against these other market competitors, how would it fare? Is this an individual kind of siloed opportunity versus something that is a competitive overall market landscape right, opportunity that you have to take some of these things into account. So number two is the space. Number three for me, and this might be one of the most important pieces of this that I think oftentimes a lot of people overlook when they get excited about the numbers of a deal and they get excited about the space and the market opportunity is number three, the team, the people, right? We've all heard, if you've seen uh, the prophet Marcus Lemonis, he always talks about people, product, and process, And so the team, the people, and this plan that they are going to execute on, are they truly capable? Do they have a track record of doing these things, right? And maybe the opportunity doesn't have all of the experts tied to it, but they've got, right, a couple key people 
with proven track record, with proven success, or maybe sometimes you're just going to say, you know what, uh, this person doesn't have the track record or success yet, but I'm really betting on this person. I'm really betting on this horse to finish the race, to run a good race, to be able to execute on this business plan moving forward, to take what I see in that business plan, to take what I see in that financial model, what I see in those numbers to get that return. And I'm betting on them to bring that to life, that they're actually going to be able to actualize, right? Those returns, those numbers, that product, that process, because oftentimes you'll see good numbers that can be manipulated on paper, right? You'll see a market opportunity in the space, but the team doesn't have a proven track record of success. They may know a lot about a lot. They may be able to talk and be great salespeople, but when it comes to actually having a track record of success and being proven, that's something that I give a lot of weight and energy and due diligence towards and on because that could be the linchpin that completely unravels what could have been a great deal, what could have been a great market opportunity at a specific time in that space, but the team was not capable of executing on it. Number four, I always go back to what my five-year, my three-year, my 10-year vision is, right? And ultimately look at alignment. Is this opportunity, is this investment, is the time and energy and resources that I may have to give to this aligned Is it a stepping stone? Is it a part of the path that I know I'm traveling on and want to be on? And will it be a puzzle piece in my overall picture that fits in with everything else that I have going on? And I think that's something that's really important is not only looking at it, is it a part of the path that you're on? And is it right aligned and congruent with that? but also looking at the intangible side of things. Is this opportunity something that you think is aligned with your core values, is aligned with your morals? There might be a great opportunity where the numbers look amazing. You believe in the space, you believe in the timing of the market opportunity, you completely believe in the team and it checks all those boxes. It may give you the financial alignment with moving your net worth or your cash flow goals forward, But what if you were completely against smoking cigarettes and this was an investment opportunity to, you know, invest in an e-cigarette company that you know is harmful or doing something that is out of alignment with your core values? It has to check that box for me. Some people, they don't care if it makes money, right? If everything else checks out and it may not be something that you want to go and tout or promote or that you would necessarily start or be a part of in the first place, but you have an opportunity to do those things, some people might do that. And I'm not here to knock that. I'm just here to share with you my fourth one is personal alignment, not only with my investing goals, my financial goals, right, my wealth goals, but also is this aligned with me, Matt, as a person? Because at the end of the day, right, you've heard me say this before, it's more than just money at times. And I don't want to be making money doing things that are out of alignment with my core values, my morals, and who I personally am. I don't want to sacrifice that in pursuit of riches. There's many other ways that we can go about getting and achieving those things. And the last and fifth one is passion, impact. Is this something that you're passionate about? Is this something that you actually do want to be a part of? Does this make an impact 
in areas that go far beyond your business, your bank account, you personally. And that is something that I would say is an asterisk as the fifth one. Because sometimes there's going to be opportunities where they're aligned with you, the team is badass, the space and the market opportunities there, the numbers are financially sound and you think you believe in them, they check all the boxes for you. But maybe it's just not something that's that sexy or maybe you're that passionate about or it's really going to be that impactful in solving something for the customer. But at the end of the day, if you feel like that is something that needs to be a part of your opportunity decision matrix, you can add it in there. I just wanted to throw that out there because for me, you know, I'm getting to a place where, yeah, don't get me wrong, money's important. I want to keep making as much of it as I possibly can. I want to get as rich as I possibly can. But I also don't necessarily want to be giving a ton of energy and time and resources to things that I don't think are going to make an impact in the world or make an impact in my community or make an impact in a particular space or a cause or something that I am passionate about. And that's something that I kind of recently added in this last year. And don't get me wrong, I'm still going to invest in things that check all the boxes of one through four and maybe aren't necessarily something I'm super fired up and passionate and you know about and think that are going to be extremely impactful. And that's okay. But that's kind of like if I can throw that last and fifth and final one on there, if it checks all five of those boxes in my opportunity decision matrix, then I know it's a hell yes right? And oftentimes you've heard people say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. But I don't necessarily believe that. And I think, you know, using some of these frameworks and some of this criteria can help you identify whether it's a real estate investment, whether it's a business opportunity that comes up, whether it's a startup company that you get in early on, or you get a pre-IPO offering, whatever it may be. If you're going to decide to give your time to give your money or any bit of your resources to something going forward, especially when there are going to be lots of different opportunities, lots of different paths that you can go down, a lot of different, ultimately what I would consider distractions outside of your core tree trunk. You need to build some emotionless parameters and frameworks to help you Keep the bumpers on the bowling alley so you continue to bowl strikes and spares, knocking down pins, and you're not ending up in the gutter, spending time, energy, and resources on things that ultimately aren't aligned with that core criteria. One of my mentors, Mr. Pat Hyben, always says uh, he uses the ELF principle and keeps it super simple. Is it exciting? Is it lucrative? And is it fun? And you can kind of see you know, how some of those things might tie into the five things that we talked about, which is the numbers, the market opportunity in the space, the team, the personal alignment, and the passion and impact buckets. So with that being said, I figured I would share with you guys what my opportunity decision matrix looks like because there's going to be opportunities out there. And anytime there's a bear market somewhere and we're in a recession, somebody else is getting wealthy. Somebody else is making money, somebody else is getting rich, and there's always a bull market somewhere. And by you having a decision matrix, it's going to give you the ability to sift through a lot of the other opportunities relatively quickly, right? And it's going to help you identify which ones you may want to commit some time, energy, and resources towards. So I'm curious, what did I miss there? If you guys have any thoughts 
any processes, any things that you use to identify what you give your time, money, energy, or resources to, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. If you enjoy the show, as always, tag me on social media, say what up. I always love connecting with you guys on all the different vehicles and platforms that we have the ability to do so on. And if you guys haven't taken advantage of the free financial x-ray yet from Ryan and his team, uh, don't forget to text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. If you want to get on my syndication deals list, you can text the word to deals, uh, text the word deals to 844-447-1555. With that being said, strap in guys. I think there's going to be some exciting opportunities here over the next couple of years. And the people that are in the game are going to benefit from it. You're not going to bat a thousand. I can tell you that much. You are going to strike out on certain opportunities, but I can tell you this much. Every time you get into the game, you get into the batter's box, you look at pitches coming across the plate, you're giving yourself a chance to get on base and you see enough pitches come across the plate. You're going to start seeing things slow down a little bit based on what you like and based on what you think is the right opportunity to take a big swing at. And not only are you going to start hitting some singles along the way, but every at bat, you're going to start finding ways to hit the doubles and hit the triples. And eventually you're going to see more and more runs get put up on the scoreboard metaphorically of your balance sheet, of your PL, of your net worth, your personal financial statement. And these are things that you will be able to capitalize on the more you're in the game. But just like every batter that steps into the batter's box, right? They've got criteria and rules and disciplines that they have practiced and exercised before getting in that batter's box to make sure they're not swinging at the wrong pitches and to give themselves the best chance of when they do to get on base and put runs up on the scoreboard. Until next episode, guys, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers. Cheers.